ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Normally when we meet under these circumstances, we are doing CoronaCast, but this is, I don't know, different somehow. It is, because last week we put CoronaCast to bed. To bed. To bed forever. Forever. Because it's, it's gone. Because it's time to wake up. A different podcast. That's right. And before we get to that different podcast, just to reiterate, we're still covering COVID on the health report, but this is a very different podcast now. It's not that different. We're still answering oh, no. audience. Oh God! <laughs> we're still Let me look at the script. Okay. We're still answering audience questions, but this time they can be about anything and everything, including maybe what that rash might be. It's a podcast where we're going to answer the health questions that everyone's asking. And we'll tell you how to send in your questions at the end of the podcast. But it does arise from CoronaCast because in the first six months of CoronaCast, we had got 200,000 questions from you. So we're looking forward to 200,000 questions about all your health concerns. And we'll try to answer one or two of them. Well, today's one is all about exercise and whether or not you actually have to enjoy doing it. And you're? Tegan Taylor. And you're? Norman Swan. And we're both on? Gadigal Land. Let's go. And today's question is from Rhiannon. I'm just wondering, does it matter if I enjoy the exercise? Some forms of exercise can feel really boring and repetitive and not like something I actually want to do. But other types of exercise are more fun. So I'm just wondering if enjoying the exercise makes any kind of difference. Okay, Dr. Swan, what do you reckon? Do you have to enjoy exercise for it to be good for you? Well, I just think people should suck it up. I mean, do you, do you really have to enjoy it? you just got to just got to do it, haven't you? Spoken like a true slave of the Stairmaster. Well, that's right. And it's true Scott. You know, <laughs> does, does it, do you have to, have to smile when you're doing it? You can be utterly miserable in the rain and still get on with it. See, well, this hedonist over here is like, why shouldn't I be able to enjoy the things? There's so many exercises to choose from. Why would I stick it out on something that I hate when I could choose something that I love? Yeah, and, you know, I do get a bit sceptical. Sometimes, you know, this idea of walking around the park, having a chat with your friends, is that actually enough? Um, Well, I think that sounds like a lovely way to spend a morning, but uh, (laughs) exercising can sometimes feel a bit like superannuation. Like, I know it'll probably help me to not die as young, but, like, what does it do for me today? What kind of boxes are we asking exercise to tick here? Well, one is the physiological effects, which are really incontrovertible. But it's got to be progressive exercise, exercise which really tests your body over a period of time. So if you're walking around the park and you do that in 25, 30 minutes, a week or two later, you should be trying to do it in 20 minutes, then 15 or at a hill. You should always be pushing your body a little bit. That reinvigorates the body. That is good for your cardiovascular system. It makes your arteries more elastic. It cleans out. It helps to clean out the old dead cells from inside your body. So in other words, there's a rejuvenation effect, particularly if you do muscle exercises. And there's almost certainly a physical effect on organs like the brain in terms of preventing dementia, and it prevents cancer. Um, So the hormones that induce cell growth go down when you exercise, and if you have cancer, you're more likely to do better if you're exercising. So exercise is an anti-cancer therapy as well. Another is cognitive. If you're going to the gym... You're counting your number of exercises, counting your number of reps. There's a cognitive element to it. So you're exercising your brain. God knows what actually listening on your earphones to a podcast does to you as you're exercising as well. I think it's very enriching. It's pretty convincing that you should do exercise. And that's where enjoyment comes in. 
Okay, I do want to talk about enjoyment. That's the point of today. But looking at the Australian physical activity recommendations, we're looking at between two and a half and five hours of moderate intensity physical activity a week, one to two and a half hours of vigorous physical activity a week, and then also muscle strengthening exercises. That's actually quite a lot of exercise, depending on who you are. Actually getting that can be quite tricky. So if you divide it up by days, it's 40, 45 minutes to an hour on most days of the week. And it's a mixture of aerobic, walking around the park, getting your heart rate up and muscle strengthening. But muscle strengthening exercises often have an aerobic effect as well. So if you do a squat, you know, down with your, I'm doing a squat now, but nobody can see me I doing a squat. See, I can see you. You can feel it, that's right. Um, <laughs> you do a squat. If you do 10 squats uh, down where you're just, uh, sorry, if you do a, if you do. <laughs> He's trying to squat and talk at the same time. I, know, I can't working. do a, a Y chromosome. I can't, I can't do two things at one time. But if you do a squat, you do 10 squats, your heart rate goes up. So there are muscle strengthening exercises that do both. The key here is, You've got to do it and you've got to be consistent. And that's, as I said before, or was implying, where enjoyment comes in. Okay, so talk to me about that because we hear a lot of sort of pop science about like the psychology of building habits. And if you just build a habit, then it becomes like really easy to do something. What do we actually know about the science of habits to start with and also like how that actually applies to something that's actually bigger than washing your hands after going to the toilet? Like exercise is, is a more complex routine than that? Well, let's start with the habit formation because with exercise, it's got a poor track record. High proportion of the population don't do any exercise at all. And it's even higher proportion of the population don't get adequate exercise according to the recommendations. And if you look at things like gym memberships, there's a high dropout rate. And it's particularly in the first three to six months. So you take out a gym membership, you want to do the right thing. And three to six months later, you're not going to the gym wearables um, on your wrist. People use that for up to nine months and then they stop using it. So there is a dropout rate from exercise. So you can go on all you like about 150 minutes a week of moderate intensity exercise, but you've actually got to do that and you've got to keep on doing that. And what we know about habit formation is that you've got to get something out of it. What's in it for me? What do I get now? And what the research suggests is if you enjoy it, then you stick with it. And enjoyment means my mood is elevated after I come out. I feel better having done the exercise. And the fact, one of the factors that feeds into that is intensity. So if your exercise is reasonably intense, in other words, you're pushing yourself, and this doesn't mean you've got to be super fit with a washboard abdomen or fantastic muscles. Reasonable intensity exercise could actually just be, for somebody who's been sedentary, a walk around the park. But intensity does improve your mood and improve the enjoyment. And that starts to cement it into a habit, a bit like a drug does. You're not going to continue on a drug if you don't get anything out of the drug. Don't do drugs, kids. Don't do drugs, but do exercise. And they, they say the turning point with exercise is the pleasure to displeasure ratio. So as long <laughs> as the pleasure ratio is higher than the displeasure, you will keep on doing it. And if you've got a coach, a good coach doesn't do the same thing all the time understands you and says, look, you'd be better off doing this with other people. You're better going on a group. Uh, you don't seem to be enjoying the squats. Why don't you do some dips or what have you? And it's really critical in the first few months because if you get beyond the first three or six months through that positive mood, that post-exercise glow, then you're much more likely to continue in the long term, which is what counts. 
Okay. I have a question for you then, Mr. Um, pleasure versus displeasure ratio, because I know that your preferred form of exercise is sweating it out in an elliptical trainer. And I want to know what pleasure, if at all, you're getting out of that. Um, so I, look, I go to the gym <laughs> and I don't necessarily enjoy the individual exercises. So if I go on the elliptical, I've really got to be listening to a podcast, a podcast. at the same time. The health report. Usually the health report. But I'm listening to something and that, that gets me through. But interestingly, I've started in the last year or two to stop listening to podcasts and actually become much more mindful of the exercise itself, which helps to clear my mind. And, I, and I'll vary it. Five to ten minutes on the rowing machine, five to ten minutes on the elliptical, five to ten minutes on a bike. And if my knee puts up with it, I'll do five to ten minutes on a treadmill. And then I do weights. And what I know is at the end of that hour-long session, I feel great. And I feel lousy if I don't do it. And that keeps me going through it. So even though in the moment it might not be like a pleasurable experience, the, it, there's actually a relatively quick payoff in that you feel better immediately after it. It's not sort of like you're waiting to be, you know, 20 years older than you are and that you're going to have better cardiovascular health. That's not going to keep anybody going here. Well, there was a study showing that even highly motivated heart failure patients still weren't participating in their physical activity if they didn't enjoy it. So even in people where the short-term benefit was very close, that enjoyment was still a really important part of keeping them motivated. Very important. That's, you've got to feel good at the end of it. And you've got to do the sort of exercise that makes you feel good. What do you, well, I, know what, I know what you do, but you might as well tell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like rock climbing and rock climbing doesn't like me. Uh, but I also, I like everything. I love hiking with my dogs. I love doing yoga. I've started swimming in a lake near my house. And honestly, for me, thinking about this question, I've, I've tried to do a lot of mental work these past couple of years to unlink my brain from the idea that I need to exercise to earn food or to burn fat. And it's actually helped me enjoy exercise more, which probably has led me to doing more exercise, which is basically exactly what you're saying. That's so interesting but, that you say that. I'm exactly the same. I, I, when people said, why do you exercise? I said to eat. <laughs> and, but I don't say that anymore because I really feel good at the end of it. This is it. And I also think that there's the mental health. I mean, we're talking about health in very, very broad terms here. And you've got to include mental health in that equation. You know, is exercise good for you? Yes, because of all the things you said about I don't blood flow to the brain is good for preventing dementia, but also being out in nature is so restorative and so good. Seeing my dogs happy makes me happy. So there's so many different facets to this. And as we know, the brain is part of the body. And if your brain is feeling good, the body's the body is too. So I guess one of the reasons why we have conversations like this now is because our lifestyles have evolved in a way where the path of least resistance is to not move. Because we're in cars, our town planning sort of is in this way that it's easiest to get into a car. We're not kind of moving incidentally throughout our days in anywhere near the amounts that we were, say, 100 years ago. So what's a useful tip for people who are listening where, sure, like exercise might be enjoyable or might not be, but actually getting to an enjoyable form of exercise is there's so many barriers in the way. It's true, particularly if you're not near a gym and so on. And you do have to find your own way. And it's interesting you say about being in the outdoors. I mean, I'm, I'm a hill walker, climber from way back. And I never used to think, and still don't, of climbing up a hill or a mountain 
as exercise. It's a mm. psychological thing. I feel so great after it. And you've got to find that way. And the other thing is, if you can find other people to do it with, no matter what it is, that's going to work. And then time. I've just said, you, you were talking about, and it, we do know that if you up the intensity, you can reduce the time. So this is high-intensity interval training. That's right. So that if you're, and the idea here is you've got to be careful if you've got a history of heart disease and so on. You've just got to be really careful about how hard you push yourself. But this is where you have a spurt. If you're on a bike, pedal like mad as if somebody's chasing you for your life. And you do that for 20 seconds and then you slow down and for 30 seconds. Nobody's really quite sure what the right time durations are. But you go for spurts and you get your pulse up doing that. And you can substitute for cardiovascular health, you know, 45 minutes of exercise down to just a few minutes and make it much quicker. But you've really got to push yourself. So we've got this idea that like the social aspect of exercise can help you enjoy it. Enjoying exercise means you do it more, which is good for your health and good for your mental health. So I guess we kind of have a verdict for Rhiannon. That's right. Yep. You've got to enjoy it to do it. <laughs> well, that's all we've got time for on What's That Rash for today. Uh, we would love to know what your health question is, though, because we want to be answering your questions. The way to submit a health question, well, the best way is to follow us on Instagram at ABC Health and send us a voice memo. Or if you're old fashioned like Norman, you could send us an email. And the email address is thatrash at abc.net.au. So whether you're modern or old-fashioned, send in your questions. And it is the end of CoronaCast, but it's not the end of coronavirus by any means, and it's not the end of our coverage either. So if you want to continue getting COVID updates from Norman and Tegan, we haven't forgotten about you. You can find them at The Health Report. See you next time on Watch That Rash. See you then. Everyone is talking about artificial intelligence. I'm James Bertil. I'm a tech reporter, and I'm interested in the human stories of AI. Who created it? Who's using it? Who's getting used? We've been trying to get machines to think for decades and decades and decades. I'm telling some of these stories in a new series of science fiction. We've called it Hello AI Overlords because we're pretty sure they're listening. Science Friction, 5pm Sundays on RN or anytime on the ABC Listen app.